0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in a rather empty capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Robert Hanna, Managing Director at Augusta Ventures, the largest litigation and dispute uh, funding institution in the United Kingdom. Robert, hello. Hello. Matthew, hi. Nice to speak to you. Thank you for coming on the program today. Uh, We might as well address uh, the subject of the coronavirus. Uh, Currently, uh, we speak as uh, millions across the country are working from home. Uh, May I assume that is the same situation as you fall in at the moment?
1: Yeah, unfortunately it is. Uh, we, we took the decision and when Mr. Johnson uh, suggested it on Tuesday night, I think it was to send everyone home. Um, but uh, bear in mind, most of us are lawyers. Um, most of us are, are quite familiar with working on home. So fortunately it hasn't been too, too problematic. Certainly not yet anyway.
0: So as a long-term situation, as this looks like it's going to be, most of your work should effectively be able to be uh, produced from home?
1: Uh, Absolutely. You know, I think um, it it has a few um, unintended consequences, I suppose. Um, You get some some relatively young people living on their own in in flats in London that can get pretty miserable. So it's it's important to... uh, keep
0: the communication levels um, high. Right. Um, Well, let's pivot back to the subject of leadership. Now, uh, the question I usually like to begin uh, this program with is, what does the word leader mean to you?
1: (laughs) That's a a, a good question. Um, I suppose leader, you you, you look at uh, some of the famous leaders and you see um people like churchill i suppose and is is the obvious one and uh, uh many others but um, my my view is i i always think of maybe the, the the bosses i've had in my life i've been fortunate enough to work in a a few interesting companies and uh, you look back at uh, uh your boss who i suppose my definition was i suppose a, a good leader
0: well let's uh tackle that for a second. Let's go back to the uh, very beginning of your career when you first started out your working life. Were there any particular individuals who really shaped the way that you lead today
1: yeah there, there was one particular, i i again was fortunate enough to work for over a decade at Merrill Lynch and there was a guy called Joe Russo who was a um, a very special man very um very intelligent very um very worldly wise and he was very charismatic and everyone who worked for him, uh, was, um, was very supportive
0: of him. And do you find that you can draw lessons from him today, even when you're working?
1: Yeah, look, he, 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 um, he certainly wasn't dictatorial. He, he, he was, uh, a man of the people, and he was always had the proverbial open door. Um, and uh, uh, he was he was all, all also very knowledgeable, so he knew the business better than anyone, and had been in it longer than anyone else. So um, he was always prepared to share that knowledge, and also to to roll his sleeves up as,
0: as required. Now, of course, one of the main issues when leading a team is that you have to remember that you're leading a group of human beings. And of course, human beings are not infallible. They have bad days. They get sick. Uh, They don't perform up to scratch sometimes. How do you handle conflict within the workplace?
1: That's a good question. And probably that's my worst trait, I suppose. Um, I I do find that difficult. Um, I think when you, when, People don't perform the way uh, you expect them to. You 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 have to to take a hard line. If if you don't, it's um it's unfair on the rest of the team. So unfortunately, over the over the years, particularly in our own business in Augusta, you know, there have been people who just haven't fitted. No no fault of their own um, necessarily, but they just haven't fitted. And you've got to. Make that difficult decision, um, and uh, you'd like to think that it's better for both both parties. But it's certainly a decision you have to make.
0: Now let's um, move on to leaders that inspire us. Of course, you mentioned Sir Winston Churchill, uh, but if I was to ask you to objectively identify the greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be? And please feel free—if Churchill is your man, go ahead. But who's the greatest <laughs> leader, living or dead?
1: Well, I think, I'm, I'm going to change the question. I would like to think, and time will tell, that it could be Mr. Johnson. Right. And certainly it's someone that we we need. We certainly need leadership in, in this environment. Mm. Um, and I, for one, think, you know, even though people are saying maybe he's a little bit bored of these uh, regular, nightly discussions he has, but uh, it's important that... Um, um, he leads the country, and the country is certainly ready, willing, and able to be led.
0: Now, of course, uh, time isn't on our side here; we are running short of it. Um, but before you go, I'd like to talk a bit about uh, the specialty that you are in. You, so, for our listeners, can you explain a bit about your business?
1: Yes, we we are a third party litigation funder. Essentially, we will um, pay. People's legal fees to pursue commercial disputes. Uh, if, if the case wins, uh, we will take, we'd like to think, a modest share of the winnings. If the case loses, the claimant doesn't pay us back our loans. So it's a fully non recourse loan. We'd like to think that this allows um, the claimants in disputes to manage their risk effectively and effectively they can either um, take some or none, indeed none, of the risk involved.
0: Now, um, before we go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Augusta Ventures?
1: Um, I think um, the question is obviously broader. What does it um, involve for the the rest of the country? But I I think you've got to carry on. We think uh, the world Will continue living. we We think we, on our own little way, provide some oil to the to the wheels of business. Um, so yes, we are providing money uh, to claimants, uh, which we hope will allow them to monetize disputes they have. So we'd like to think in our own little way that we are um, helping business to continue to function.
0: Well, Robert, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the program. It's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you, and I very much hope that you come back on the program at some point in the future. Robert, thank you. Thank you very much. That was Robert Hanna, Managing Director at Augusta Ventures. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Uh, We're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup Final, so Jeff. First, uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. good afternoon. Uh,
2: and perhaps I should uh, start and get it over and done with. I know you must be bored with it, and uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times. But when you got out for a duck playing for Essex, uh, Jeff, what was going through your head at the time?
3: <laughs> well, of course, that's not one of the most asked questions I get. Although oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me and realise that I did. Uh, Score nothing for Essex. Uh, for, my only game for Essex, first team, when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago. 1962, I think that was. So I didn't, and... um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it. at the time. It was lucky to be playing, I guess, had one or two injuries. Um, but the problem that I had was, was really messing about between the two sports. That was very detrimental to me uh, over that period of time being stuck between the two sports.
2: And I think uh, for those that uh, don't know, there's, a, there's a, another world that might exist where um, Sir so Jeff Hurst was a, a first-class cricketer and not perhaps a, a footballer, but um, whether it's business or cricket or, or football, obviously the importance of leadership, it can't be understated no matter what form that comes in. When you were at West Ham, uh, Jeff, and when um, Ron Greenwood first uh, uh, came along, he made obviously some pretty radical changes. Was this a man that genuinely inspired confidence uh, the first time you'd meet him?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he, he was simply a, a fantastic uh, coach, or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, the, the quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who um, was played mm-hmm. under him. and uh, as And of course, a great manager in South Randley. So, to come across people like that, of that caliber, can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days um, at West Ham, uh, with, with a manager like, like uh, Ron uh, there, it's also important to have uh, uh, confidence with When you walked into a room, you knew who was um, in charge. When it came to managing that England team, what was his style like, Jeff?
3: Well, one thing, the first thing I say about Alf he's probably over my life the most powerful influence who had on me um, as a person. Um, naturally, it happens to an extent because he's got your whole career in his hand. Whether he picks you for England or he doesn't pick you, it can have a great impact on your your career <laughs> and of course your life. But yep. he, I think there are instances of players who you thought would, would be in the team or certainly in the squad, and surprising there were not. There was no necessary reason for it. But looking mm. back, I do think perhaps they were people that Alf didn't think wanted to be part of the group. Um, so that that's that for me. In terms of my personal view, I think that it looked prior to the um, World Cup that I was going to be playing... Um, which uh, was absolutely... But I can use that now, but it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we... Um, uh, well, you want me... I, I can tell you if you want.
3: You've got time. I can tell I don't, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go on. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing a,
3: a, at a dinner in in the Channel Islands, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, guest of honour. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions...
2: Uh, through your um, playing career, perhaps especially um, your time uh, for England. Who was it uh, that struck you more than anyone else on the pitch uh, that displayed qualities of not just leadership, but uh, companionship and and level-headedness that you think that have stuck with you all these years later?